And today we are so lucky, so honored, and so blessed to be joined by gay socialite of New York City, Rai Dunn, who is also an extremely talented poet. And you can get his work at Gloss Press. I don't know if it's, what is it? Is it Gloss? Is it Gloss dot something? What it's is like it? It's like G hyphen L hyphen O hyphen S hyphen S. Welcome, Rai, to the pod. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Phoebe. Thanks, Gemma, for having me. Yes, welcome. Um, Rise here today to kind of get into, once again, the weeds on Salt Lake City. Um, Rai, you said you're not really a huge Housewives aficionado, but this series has really gripped you, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, as I was saying, like, I've watched um, some bits and pieces of Housewives from the past. Actually, right. I remember when I was like, when when New York first came out in like 2006 was it I watched that but I was really young and I don't remember it mm-hmm. <clears throat> um and then I was re-watching New York and my friend Becca who's been on this show before was like you have to watch Salt Lake City like put that down <laughs> not to get into this and you know what I took her word I trusted her and I really don't regret it for sure so when did you start watching um oh my god I watched I started watching it like really not that long ago I the first season I think I started like well I had COVID during Christmas okay and so I pretty I think I watched it then I watched the whole first season I love that it's fresh it's fresh (laughs) and the second season okay I've watched every episode twice because my boyfriend was behind me and I so I caught up with him Okay, that is a true mark of one, a dedicated partner and also a dedicated reality TV fan because I've done that so many times where I like have to show somebody so I'll watch that. I've done it like, th- I've watched shows like three times through because I just must share. Oh yeah, you're like, I have to get to this one episode but we have to watch every single one. Yeah. No, I did that with Vanderpump Rules and my, and my partner because they were like, I've never seen Vanderpump Rules and I was like oh my god you are in for such a treat so I watched the entire because I'd finished I've obviously finished the the whole thing it's been like 10 seasons and I watched it all again just yeah. so we could together discover rediscover you you were interested in talking about sort of conspiracy right um which is obviously very present in Salt Lake City with the you know kind of crime of Jen Shaw and the kind of piecing together and we also have Mary um so I feel like if you're watching it twice you might be kind of picking up on the real subtleties of those themes yeah I mean watching it twice I definitely it's like I get to see things that I miss maybe right which is really fun it's like reading something twice although it's um you know reality television (laughs) but and the thing about reality tv too is sometimes it's like something that's on in the background Mm-hmm. And so when I watched it the second time, I'll be like, 
paying attention and I'm like, oh, I missed that. Um, and yeah, I can like sort of take some notes, dive a little bit deeper into my inquisition about conspiracy and what's happening. I'm honestly just convinced that like, like I wrote down, like they're all innocent until proven guilty. Right. Every member on that show, except maybe Heather. And like Heather's like the only like presumed innocent one. She's the only one who's like, we've actually been inside her business. Yeah. You know, it seems legit. I don't know. I've been outside her business in Beauty Lab parking lot. Like, right. You've you've physically been there? No, but like we have (laughs) a show. I've seen it on Google Maps. Right. The real place. Well, Heather is an important foil, I think, of like, even though she's kind of, she started out being kind of like, oh, I ditched the Mormonism thing. Like, I don't want to be like a perfect blonde Mormon. She still has a little bit of that, or she has like some thing like that's maternal enough about her, or she's, she's either a very selfless person or a very insecure person, or maybe a little bit of both, but she really, you know, she's a very loyal friend. And I feel like you need Heather to kind of stand there to help judge everyone around. And, you know, she's been the real like reaction gif of this season. I feel like, I feel like every franchise has like, or every season, there's like one woman who like makes a lot of faces and they like love to do that to help us like Kyle Richards on Beverly Hills. Like we, we look to her to see how we're supposed to react. And Heather's definitely been like the reaction queen. So I think that her presence is as an innocent is important. It's true. It's surprising with, from someone who has so much Botox that she would be giving that to us. I mean, there's that moment like when she has the hood on and she comes from behind, you know, like I've seen renditions of it, like drawings. Memes. There's so many memes. It's incredible. I mean, that alone. Oh yeah. It's like really a moment. It's true. And she's like kind of dumb enough in a way that she can really like walk that line of innocence mm-hmm. she doesn't really like pick up on everything as much maybe I mean she's not as dumb as Whitney but also like Whitney is guilty of some like shit you know I mean her husband was running like a pyramid scheme oh really really yeah I mean I don't know if you've read this this is something that it, this is like what I'm really interested in so there's like yeah. that moment on the bus when Lisa's like how does Whitney know all this stuff about like laundering money and then you're like, how does she know all this stuff? I mean, sure, you could Google it. I had no idea what laundering money was, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I looked, I was like curious. I'm like, what's the deal with her husband? And he was, he's like been involved with several like, um, what's it called? Like multi-level marketing yeah. companies, which is like basically a legal pyramid scheme. But the one he's his company now is called life vantage and they're being sued um as for being a pyramid scheme and there you go she you know his name was taken off the lawsuit like a few months ago um but the company that he's like the director he's like the director of sales um they're still being sued as Mm -hmm. a pyramid scheme so i'm like she's not innocent i mean Maybe she knows how to launder money because she's involved in it. Did you watch Lula Rich? Um, I haven't watched that, but I've seen like a YouTube yeah. documentary about Lula Rowe and it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. They're Mormon too. So I'm I was, like, I was going to say the Mormon, 
the Mormon pyramid schemers is a real thing. And also that that documentary is very um, housewives adjacent. It just feels like those people would be on housewives. Um, I mean, I need like those women who worked for her. Yeah, I mean, they all like need their own reality TV show, obviously. You know, <laughs> I was I was left with like, it's like, what is her life like now? Like, I just want to keep watching it. Yeah. You know, because they're perfect. And like that kind of plays into Salt Lake City because they're kind of just like regular women who like hit it big. Mm-hmm. And they're not like, and I know you've talked about it on your show before about, you know, they're not like the upper class of like New York or Los Angeles that right. are just like actually rich. Like their wealth is like, if you look up, you can look up like, you know, what's their like predicted wealth. And like none of the women on Salt Lake City have more than like a few million dollars. Yeah, no. Whereas in New York, they're like 20 million, you know, they're rich. Right. Um, so it's kind of like, they're just like regular women. And it's just like watching what they do with like, I don't know, a small fortune. But then they're also like doing all this shady stuff. I feel like Lisa also, like, what is she doing with her children running this company? I actually was like, yeah. oh my God, it'd be fun to do like a, a sample of the products <laughs> on the show. Becca told me you could buy them at Target. Really? You know, my, another friend of mine who's like, and we are going to, yeah, so apparently you can buy them at Target. Well, send us your, send us your unboxing video for that. I will. <laughs> I was going to say they sell pomade, which I'm like, what? They're like, one of them what? is definitely like 10 years old. What child? <laughs> also, her child is bald. Also like aftershave and like both of them are like prepubescent. It's so weird. Lisa is, Lisa is like a huge fan favorite now. Yeah. She's really figured it out. I don't, I, I like her. I used to not like her. Now I, now Meredith, I mean, that's a whole, we could get into that whole thing, but Meredith has gone off the deep end for me. Meredith, I'm like, what is going on with this woman? She's like, I feel like she's, I mean, I heard you guys talk about this with Mary that she like is on a bunch of pills. Yeah. yeah. Meredith has Mary pills. Is like, like Mary is like hooked Meredith up to her IV. <laughs> she is not well. Like she can't, when she was at like Whitney's party, she just like could barely speak. I like know. she walked away with Mary and and Mary's talking and you can see Mer- Meredith's lips moving but I'm like what is she saying like, I can't <laughs> hear anything she's just like mumbling and that feather dress well that had Brooks marks like all over it oh, I was yeah. like this is some like fashion school disaster it was so ugly it was so ugly and then did you the editors did such a did her so dirty with the bird noise. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and then they cut to Mary, like with the feather, like stroking the yeah. feather, like this, like, like a weird, like. That was so bizarre. Penis type yeah. thing. Oh my and God. She's just like being like, where is, where's Meredith? Where's Meredith? And you're, I don't know. It was like, there was a lot going on. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. I think that the producers, like, they're very good at like finding those weird moments of like totally like subconscious power dynamics. You know what I mean? Like Mary's the one with the penis, right? And they and they kind of just like have that as an image in your mind. And like Meredith is the one who's following like Tweedledee, Tweedledum. You know what I, I, I don't know. It's just like, it's funny to watch the show. And I actually, it's, it's interesting because like part of me kind of like dreads watching. 
mm-hmm. SLC every week now. I don't know why. And like, I don't know Rai or Gemma, if like, if you guys have found this, but like, I can't, I can't really like, I can't really bring myself to watch it anymore. It's very grueling. It makes me like, very, it makes me feel very weird. Yeah, I, I haven't been like, I was really excited for the Jen episode and like I've been I've right. been wanting to watch every episode but like I feel like that I feel like they have some momentum to pick back up you know like they really geared us up for that and now that we've had that I'm like okay I mean we- there's a part of me that doesn't care a ton about like what's going on with Mary but like I'm wondering if they're going to be able to bring it home with her because that would okay. be really sensational <laughs> I need to say something before we go forward because I had an idea earlier and I just I just remembered it I don't know if both, if either of you follow Meredith Marks on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You do? Do you watch uh, yeah, stories so. religiously? Because she had a story, an Instagram story today that was like a new, I can't tell if it's like a Meredith Marks product or like a Brooks Marks product. She already has a shirt that says on the front, love you, baby. And, it, and then on the back, it says, bye. So already in her Instagram story, I don't know, I thought that that was kind of fascinating that like already in her Instagram story, she has like the merch of the quote that like has only come out in the trailer, but like we haven't yet seen in the show. I I don't know. There's something really weird going on. There's Mm -hmm. something weird about their social media too, about like they post things as if they're happening now. Like even Lisa was posting like pictures of her son going to prom like on Sunday and I was like, this was filmed like almost a year ago. Like, right. it's so yeah. bizarre, but they clearly have some sort of obligation to like not release, not like release information about their lives. Right. Until after. Um, but I was thinking about like, yeah, with Jen Shaw, like it's so interesting since her arrest, she's been so like tame on the show. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that she's so like traumatized and that kind of, and it, it brings it into like how it's like so real in some ways. I mean, in many ways, it's so fake. Like they're like Mary, I'm like, Mary is performing like a clown. Like mm-hmm. She just, it's so, she makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, she's awful. And I like, at this point, I'm like, I don't care. She says like such absurd shit. It's like hard to really, I don't know. I'm just like, uh, her storyline like gives me, is so uncomfortable. Yeah. But with Jen, and Jen makes me uncomfortable too, in a way that I've, it's like, I feel like they've done this thing where they're like making the audience have compassion for her. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they showed her like, I mean, you all have watched, right? You make mm-hmm. it, I was, yeah, yeah, obviously. When she's like wrapping up the like kits for like the Tongan society. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is great. Like um, marketing for your like case in court. No, literally, yeah. I read actually part of her like um, sentence, like part of what she has to do legally. Like she's not allowed to leave Utah unless it's to go to New York. Mm-hmm. She's also not allowed to use drugs or drink excessively. So uh-huh. I'm like wondering if that's why she's been tame. But also they show these clips of her like maybe in the next episode. She like, I'm like, okay, I can't wait. It's like another bus and she's on it <laughs> and she's flipping out. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. Cause this episode was like kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. It was low. It was like minimal drama. It's like, it's mostly, it's weird. It's like Meredith being like, so obviously manipulated by Mary, which is. 
That just, just feels like, so strange. It does feel like what? Why is Meredith like? Does Mary have something on Mary? Like it feels. I don't see her being. Annie says that actually. She's like, "What do you have? Yeah. What does Mary have on you? Or like, why are you afraid of her?" But I think that Meredith just kind of like started out this like series being like kind of like a cool girl and like kind of like distant and like kind of like you know dark haired and like Jewish and she had like a cool vibe and then like this season she's much more like a Ramona singer like she's much more like being like she's much more being like well if it I don't know if it's offensive but I wouldn't say it it's like don't say that even if you think that don't say that oh like you're gonna get nailed for that you know yeah, and she with her, she's like the only housewife that I've seen where she her Twitter is like basically her responding to the each episode mm-hmm. and she went off about this episode and when she was like it was crazy and Mary actually commented on her post from Sunday <laughs> and so clearly they're not like it doesn't seem like they're really friends anymore yeah because Mary was like basically like fuck you Meredith wait I'm looking this up and speaking of Twitter um a tweet from somebody that was showing a side-by-side image of Whitney's friend being at the January 6th insurrection, which, you know, kind of plays into this kind of themes of like conspiracy, QAnon stuff about how that happened and why they needed to do it. And so, yeah, that definitely is, that was an interesting kind of, Phoebe and I have been really talking a lot about how like all these universes keep overlapping. And that was just like yet another instance of that that like really clicked for me and I think it also clicked for Gemma because I think that like conspiracy is like not only a major force of like narrative in this season and in this series but it's also kind of like a major force in like contemporary American politics and like contemporary American culture so conspiracy now becomes like a really fascinating lens through which to view both like politics and entertainment. And you even think of like podcasts, right? That are like taken seriously to some extent, you know, like you have like True Anon or you have mm-hmm. like QAnon Anonymous, which are like the people who host those podcasts, like they're funny, but they're also like very political and they're very smart and they're very like, they're like very yada, 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 but they're all focused on this same kind of like idea. And like even on True Anon, um, Liz is always talking about, um, like Luann, mm-hmm. like Luann de la Sepp's Countess Luann has like come up a lot. I don't know. So, so that, that was like, that was interesting to me. Um, well, you were talking about how like the production d- definitely plays up these plot lines, which like, and conspiracy, it sort of like, in a way it sort of means like getting to the truth of things. Mm-hmm. And there's so much about like, especially this season, that's like the plot, like the major plot lines are about like, what is the truth behind these accusations and every episode they sort of like give you like a little like in Whitney's words like breadcrumbs Mm -hmm. or like planting a seed of like whatever um and into this like true crime narrative and like actually I thought of so I something I was thinking about before is um I don't know if you've seen don't fuck with cats no, but I've have heard all about it. I know, I know about it, but I haven't seen it. I, you have to see it. It's actually like kind of 
fucked up and traumatizing, but it's yeah, like it seems horrible. <laughs> it's like a documentary, but it's almost like a reality show about these people who investigated basically through Facebook and like YouTube. Um, they were like on this like true crime spree together and they like didn't even know each other. They were living in different places to find out who this like person was that was killing cats and posting videos of it and then actually like killed a person. Um, And the person ended up being someone who like really wanted to be famous. Mm -hmm. And he like, he was trying to be on reality television it was just like like the whole the whole story is like very reality television to me um <clears throat> and this for some reason like reminds me of it's like this really compelling like true crime story and like in a way it's like the audience but also like the other people on the show are like the ones trying to figure it out they're like yeah like they're like okay yes so whatever the FBI is like investigating Jen Shaw but like what do we know right right I really like what I really like what you said about the kind of like plot thing about how like it's like about getting to the truth and and it feels like in the editing like it feels like the conspiracy like needs to be solved but it also like needs to keep up so that we keep watching so that there's like still plot like it need like Whitney needs to still be speculating it needs to continue to speculate and we need like married stuff to get confused and Meredith to speculate so that like we can move forward. You know, I feel like the conspiracy, like they probably kind of further the conspiracy with the editing um, in a way, you know, I think it, there could, they could tell this story very straight, but obviously like they're not going to, and we don't want that. Totally. And like, who knows the actual timeline of any of that? Right. right. Exactly. That- that's the other, that's the other thing is like these timelines are also screwed up that it invites more chaos or more conspiracy because like you can go back and you know like we're not it's not happening real time so there's like space to sort of investigate and space to get kind of caught up with it I think okay so I was gonna say something about just like the other conspiracy I was or like the conspiracy of race in a way that and how that plays into this show like I don't know if I would call it like a conspiracy or the reality of like just like how um the racial dynamics are like almost part of like why it's so uncomfortable to watch like there's so many episodes have been like this group of white women like basically attacking like the only two women of color on the show and then and it totally like fulfills this like the white imaginary of like oh the of like people of color being criminals um and I mean it's like obviously they did pick people that were literally criminals to be on this show, which is like so insane to me. Um, But yeah, it's like, it's both fascinating to watch and like, and then also, I mean, but on the other hand, like Mary sort of like is the one who's perpetuating the most like um, prejudice and like anti-blackness. Like it's, it's just like kind of a mind fuck. Because right, the racial dynamics in this show are a lot different than the racial dynamics on other shows. And like, I guess so like, what do you mean that race plays a part in the overall conspiracy of the show? In a way, like from like a QAnon perspective or even like the right wing, like they definitely 
it's like the way that just like race is talked about in politics and like a larger social context it's as if it racism is like this conspiracy to yeah like yeah to like take away power from white people what QAnon would say as a conspiracy is is race right and is the articulation of race and racial politics and um like critical race studies you know um in a kind of subconscious way like you know like like assuming the american or like the western myth of that like the white woman or like the white christian woman is correct and the white christian woman at the end of the day is going to make the correct moral decision right because at the end of the day like race and religion which are two things that salt lake city is really circulating around are about morality and Western morality. Um, I, I don't know. So that, that to me, that's like really connecting in a way because like the, the conspiracy in Salt Lake City right now is in a very, I guess, conscious or active way about morals. You know, it's about, I would never rip off old people. I would never pretend to be God. Like I'm a better person than that. You know, it's like making yourself seem like greater than thou or like I would never stoop to that level. Right. But then on the other hand, in a passive way or in a subconscious way, it's also really playing into the 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 American mythology or the Western mythology or the media or the televised mythology of, you know, the like the Western white woman, stay at home, mom, Christian, Mormon, whatever Whitney is. Yeah, I love the mythology, too, of like the Wild West and how they're all like kind of criminals but they're like but it's also this like purity culture thing like what you're talking about with religion and morality um and so it's like I don't know the like the criminality of it all is like sort of hush hush um yeah and the white savior thing especially if this episode well or like every episode really because in a way it's like like they're confronting these women of color because they're trying to like impart their morals they're like oh like you're being bad right or like something you did is wrong we want to like fix you it's and Whitney says like the most absurd shit she's like it makes me really uncomfortable to say like racially derogatory things like you're admitting that you say racially derogatory things it just makes me uncomfortable Yeah, well, I mean, I'm wondering right now also about, like, the relationship between, like, conspiracy and mythology, right? But, like, conspiracy means, like, to breathe together, right? It means, like, literally in, like, the original Latin or whatever, like, breathing together, which which is always, I don't know, I guess maybe during COVID or something, that's, like, that seemed to me to be something that, like, takes on a lot more like gusto or like literalization, right? Because I think that like you have a lot of conspiracy theorists who are people who like don't like masks or anti-mask, anti-vaccine. And so much of COVID is about breath, right? And it's about like, who's allowed to be in the same space? Who's allowed to talk to each other? What are you allowed to say? What are you not allowed to say? Like, I feel like it's made these dynamics um, in this country, but also like globally, they, they've made them very politicized. Um, and, and, you know, Salt Lake City is one of the few reality television shows that's been filmed, like, in a very, like, post-COVID schematics, right? Like, they don't wear masks. And I think it's because, 
Right, because it's just like, it was filmed in that like brief section where, you know, people were like, yeah, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. Or like, I feel like in Utah, it's a little bit more lax, right? But I'm, I'm really just thinking about the relationship between breathing together, and maybe that could mean gossip. Maybe that could mean being in those limos together. Maybe that can mean screaming at each other, being in like literally like, you know, like feeling someone's breath on your face or whatever. But I, but I'm also thinking about like the mythology connection to conspiracy as in like, what is Salt Lake City as like this Mormon stronghold? And the Mormons are like culturally very about togetherness. And um, I mean, they have like a, a weirdly like communalist like lifestyle from what I understand they're just like you know very exclusionary and I mean the other thing that I'm thinking about with like breathing together is like the audience like what we do like Mm -hmm. as an audience member like I don't know if social media counts but like I mean in a way it's like we're trying to figure out what's going on too like what is the truth right and we also I feel like the show is also produced so it's like we all like gasp at the same time right like on the road trip we're all like (gasps) like we're all literally like there that's like a type of reaction that we that as an audience well I wonder if we're going to get a little bit of like a return without an explicit statement like almost like a return to the Mormonism thing with like the insistence of like morals yeah I feel like that will come out to play a lot like in terms of like just like saving these women almost or like right repenting repenting Uh, is gonna be big I mean you know because like Jen's already trying to do her own kind of like redemption tour here oh my god and speaking of religion like there was this one scene this season where Jen and coach Shaw are like praying yeah like Ramadan the only time that like you see her like actually just like identifying herself as like a Muslim or a practice or like practicing the religion mm-hmm. and I'm just like wow this show is so performative like she is so performative like especially since her arrest yeah literally she got arrested and then like the next like the, in the next episode she was like on the ground praying to God and then in the next scene she was <laughs> yeah. like giving away her belongings to like homeless children yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is repenting she's like maybe she's gonna convert well, she to was a Mormon she was raised yeah, Mormon, she was raised and Mormon. then was like, oh my god, they're racist. Oh, this reminds me of, like, the other conspiracy with Jen that I was reading about online is that she also, so, like, there's, you know, Whitney's husband and her, his, like, weird criminal activity with work, and she actually also had, like, a past, like, she worked for some company that was sued, and... Yes, yeah. I can't remember like the the details, but like it basically said that like, and she met Stu Chains like through this other company, I think. And then they kind of like went and did their own thing together. I think they got sued for like bad, like I think they got sued for like just bad business. I think they got sued for like treating their employees really badly or something. Was that it? I think that was it because I watched the the ABC documentary. <laughs> oh, oh, is that the um, the housewife and the Shaw Shocker? 
Yeah. Oh, I watched that. Oh my God, there was something else that came up on that that I wanted to talk about in terms of conspiracy, which is her, Jen's assistant, the designer. Yes. How like on the show, they like bleep out his name and he's like, and he's clearly the one who like shoplifts from Meredith's <laughs> And then he's just on that documentary with like his name, his face, like just, and I'm like, why did they bleep out his name? And like, it's so bizarre. I um, I was a huge fan of him. I was like, thank you for I'm, giving us am, the tea. Oh yeah. And he's clearly like the sassy gay assistant. Right, cause, yeah. Right, Cause Stu is not gay apparently. Yeah, Stu has a wife and children who did not know he was doing the show till it aired. That's insane. Stu That's is insane. Really gay, but he's Mormon. I mean, Stu I, must be Mormon. Stu's Mormon, and I think he's, I think he's closet. I mean, who am I to say? But it just feels that way. I was shocked when he like when she mentioned him having kids and like a family. Yeah, that was That's the, the shock shocker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She was like, shut up. Like, Stu is not a faggot. Like, why are you hanging out with this man? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it makes it way weirder that they hang out. Oh, absolutely. And I actually, when I, so another thing about rewatching episodes is that I got to see like how many episodes he was in and how close <laughs> she was. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is so fucking weird. Right. And she even, she like literally says, and the, you can tell the editing is like, they did this intentionally where like they show these scenes of her being like you're my best friend I love you and like blah 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 and like two episodes later she's like who (laughs) she's she like barely yeah but I guess that they're like they're not legally allowed to like speak okay the last thing I wanted to say about Meredith's business and I want to actually just like share my screen with you we can look at I don't know if you've looked at her website ever. No. Um, but it's so insane. <laughs> so here we are, website. And it just like is so fake to me. Like I'm like, what is going on with your website or your business in general? Like, um, so let's look at okay, this is the funniest thing in the world. Oh, she also has so she's putting out coffee. <laughs> Do you see that? Meredith Mark's coffee will be available <laughs> soon. What? They're making coffee? What is that even? Also, um, this website, it's like the Sir menu. It's like, why is it in Times New Roman? Oh, my. Oh, that's, yeah, the Times New Roman is absolutely insane. This is the limited edition sweatshirt. And when you zoom in to this, it's like, she just, it's not even printed on the sweatshirt and these are like so you were talking about the quotes she wrote like all her quotes look at the like the sleeve it's just like air it's like photoshopped and then she turns the sweatshirt to the side but the font (laughs) it's just the same image like it's so fake I'm like so this is not a product that exists but then I she wears it on the show and I was like that's real like Okay, honestly, Phoebe, I want to buy this for you. (laughs) Okay, then I have to, so this is the worst thing. So the photography. Oh, that's so bad. So this chain, she actually wears this chain on the show. $14,000? Yeah, it's 15 grand. And the image is so terrible. Like, how are you selling a necklace for $15,000? And this is the only photo of it. 
Can we just describe this to our, because the, you know. So there's like a, a photo of this chain. You, it's a gold chain with like large loops, a chain link, and it has diamonds in it, but you can't even zoom into the image. And when you do zoom in, it's like, it's so blurry. Like, I'm just like, this has to be fake. And then we're going to look at the handbags. Because if you remember, Jen Shaw's assistant stole. Yeah. And Lisa Barlow's like has one in every color. And look at the way that they advertise (laughs) colors. It's like, it just like is so. And then you can change the color. Like there's all these different colors. And you're like, there's no way you have that. These are clearly like filters put over an image. Oh, clearly. Yeah. And like, so it's like, you don't even have to click on the handbag to change the, like to zoom in and change the color. It's just like on one scrolling screen with every handbag and every color option. I wish that they, she would rename it to like the like KO clutch because that's the name of the kid who stole it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because then I could find it and like buy it even though it's so expensive how is she selling this I mean she has a literal store but if you look on google maps it's yeah. like tiny like you can see the storefront and those you can see it from the security yeah. footage that they show um that hit, so this like must be the yeah. clutch that she stole but the the store is really small so when you see this I'm just like how are you having all this inventory? There's like um, yeah, 12 yeah, right colors here. for this one handbag. This handbag has like 14 colors. I don't know. I'm just like, there's no way you have. I'm loving your dedication to looking things up, getting on the Google map street view. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like obsessed. And like beauty lab and laser is like a real business. She's clearly yeah. like succeeding. I'm like Meredith Marks is not. I mean, I guess she sold some jewelry to like Rihanna, sure. but I'm like, could do that once. Yeah, but I'm just this is just so funny to me. I'm like, and all of it's like, like snakeskin bags. But yeah, so basically, her website looks fake. It's like things are. I don't know if you know about the conspiracy um, around products being like way too expensive and like so there's that conspiracy with Wayfair where they were like oh they're selling furniture with children inside of it right and, and that was part like, of why they said yeah. that is because the furniture there's some algorithm that like prices things and that sometimes the algorithm is wrong and it prices things at like way too high of a price so they were like the only reason it could be that expensive is because they're trafficking children and so there's just this like general conspiracy of like things being way too expensive, like this $14,000 necklace. Yeah. Well, it's called Amanda. Right. So she's clearly <laughs> trafficking children. Do you think, how, how do you think that's correct? Like how much would All you bet? Jewelry, if you buy Amanda chain, well, for 15 grand, <laughs> I mean, you better get more than just this necklace. That's all I'm saying. No, it's like, can I, I'll just say to our viewers, it's an intensely ugly necklace. Like, it's like, I would spend 15K to like not wear this necklace. You know what I mean? Like like throw it into like 
the mountain in Mordor. And like, if you go to Whitney's, we don't we have to go to Whitney's. We're, okay, we're gonna do it. Do it. We're we're doing it. But her website, you're like, oh, this looks actually real, because the things are priced at like a reasonable. You know, you're like, oh yeah, like daily cleanser is thirty dollars. That's how much it is right. at like Whole Foods. You know, or like these, like I never buy this shit. I always shoplift it, but that's what <laughs> price at. Yeah. So like that's real yeah. to me. I'm like, that makes sense. She doesn't have that much stuff. But that's also real. That's real that she doesn't have a lot of stuff. You know right. what I mean? That makes sense. Meredith has so much inventory and there's like no way that her tiny store is like holding all that shit. Um so then we're gonna just check out I love fresh, fresh wool. Like this is so scary. I'm getting some sweet <laughs> screenshots like, from this. <laughs> They're like the future, like Q and They are honestly. that image. I'm like, I think that that's Q. I think we found Q. That is Jeff's Q. Okay, that's normal price. So here's their. Well, their stuff is Target priced, and you can Lisa Barlow is such a target. So Target. Like, some of her shit, you're like, you bought that at Target, girl. Gemma, Gemma, and our big secret is Gemma and I are both Target and Walmart women. We grew up. Our moms were like dedicated. Target. Like my mother called it could have been from Saks Fifth Avenue, but it's actually just like, I mean, Target is actually high end now. It's expensive. <laughs> it's true. They've gotten a little bit. They've gotten a little, in LA at least, they feel kind of bougie. But, you know, sometimes when I just need to comfort myself, I'll just ride a cart around Target. No, the Hyde Park. So I live in Chicago and I live, I live in Hyde Park, Chicago. The Hyde Park Target is like, honestly one of the most soothing yeah. places I've well ever now had. you have a reason to go back you gotta go get go get some fresh wool yeah apparently they have fresh wolf at target i'm gonna get and some that comment. is not a conspiracy um yes so thank you for rye for joining um rye is a poet and a person about town in brooklyn new york <laughs> so you know follow the poetry project stuff and follow becca and rye and all of our friends and Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Thank you, guys. Bye. Money can't buy your class. Money can't buy your class. Elegance is learned, my friends. Elegance is learned, oh yeah. Money can't buy your class. Money can't buy your class. Elegance is learned, my friends. Elegance is learned. How many men there are that forget to hold the door? so much more than they can imagine money rich and manners poor never got the boys too far money talks but i just walk when i can't stand it and the primary mistake texting on a date if you make a lady wait she'll take a pass the lesson all should learn even if there's cash to burn respect yourself because no one else can change your path money can't buy your class
to allow the men you've met to exemplify their very best behavior. When entering a room, greet everyone and soon you'll be invited and entitled to the grandeur. Your company should feel when a conversation's real, even if the topic feels like science class. You can tell where someone's been without even asking him. He's either rude or has some style and panache. Money can't buy your class. Money can't buy your class. Elegance is learned, my friends. Elegance is learned, oh yeah. Life is all about elegance and flair and savoir-faire. You don't have to be rich or famous to be unforgettable. Haha. <laughs> It's not about where you're from, it's about what you've learned. Money can't buy your class. Money can't buy your class. Elegance is learned, my friends. Elegance is learned. Money can't buy your class.